Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. About those pictures from Ferguson, Missouri that you have surely seen, among the many, many questions is this one. Where do local police get those kinds of weapons? From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. In Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. It is Thursday, the 14th of August. Everybody, good as always to have you with us. Both President Obama and the governor of Missouri, Jay Nixon, stepped before the microphones today to offer their thoughts on the events in Ferguson, Missouri. Five days after the shooting of Michael Brown, protests have been growing and the police have been using what looks a whole lot like sophisticated military-style gear. In fact, Governor Nixon said today that Ferguson, and this is a quote, looked a little bit more like a war zone and it's not acceptable, he said. A lot of police departments across the country have that kind of equipment, thanks in no small part to the federal government. Marketplace's David Gura reports. The Pentagon has what it calls a disposition services department. Its mandate, quite simply, is to dispose of stuff, to get rid of it. Night vision goggles, combat uniforms. Tear gas, grenades, M16s. Robert Kane heads the Department of Criminology and Justice Studies at Drexel University. He says the Defense Department has sold billions of dollars of equipment at bargain basement prices. You know, an armored personnel carrier can cost somewhere on the lines of, say, 780 or maybe even $800,000. And sometimes the police department can get that for $3,000. There are also grants available. State and local police departments have dealt with the DOD for decades, but Congress formalized that relationship in the 1990s during the war on drugs and after the Los Angeles riots. Jim Pascoe is the executive director of the Fraternal Order of Police. Law enforcement was, in many instances, outgunned and out-equipped from a technical standpoint. After 9-11, departments acquired new surveillance equipment, along with new vehicles and weapons. David Harris is a law professor at the University of Pittsburgh, who studies policing. He worries some departments rely on these high-end tools more and more. You got the stuff. Uh, Isn't this the occasion to use it, goes the thinking. To break up protests, to deliver warrants. When you militarize the equipment and you militarize the personnel, you're also militarizing the situation, and that can lead to escalation. Harris says police need the best training, most suitable weapons, but departments need to consider carefully how and when they use them. In Washington, I'm David Gura for Marketplace. In Denver, Colorado today, the country's biggest retailer is courting smaller ones. Walmart has invited dozens of small and medium-sized companies to get together to talk economic development and, in the process, how they might be able to produce their goods here and then sell them to Walmart. A contract with Walmart, of course, could mean a huge bump in sales for those companies, but with great opportunity often comes great risk. Sally Herships has more. Scoring a contract with Walmart, for some companies, that can seem like hitting the lottery. They have been just the best and and finest people to deal with. Mark Goldstein is CEO of Scott's Liquid Gold. It's a medium-sized company which expects to make almost $30 million in revenue this year. It sells just under a third of its products, like air fresheners, to Walmart. They help companies like us to be more efficient in our manufacturing and our transportation. But not all companies feel so affectionate about Walmart. Working with Walmart can be a great experience, but it's very, very difficult. Victor Lund is a business consultant, but he used to own Wow, a small company which sold cookie cutters to Walmart. He says no matter how small you are, if you want to work with Walmart, you have to follow the same requirements that Fortune 100 companies do. 
they have a vendor booklet that talks about what their requirements are that was eight inches thick. Lund says WOW was really small. It had fewer than 20 employees and brought in less than $5 million of revenue a year, which made dealing with Walmart challenging. Making sure that you're working with a manufacturer in China that's going to support you in being compliant with Walmart's rules and regulations is very, very important. But it also drives up costs tremendously. And for some companies, working with Walmart is just too difficult. In Lund's case, WOW's vendor agreement with Walmart became more valuable than the company itself. So he sold it. I'm Sally Herships for Marketplace. On Wall Street today, another day, another dollar. We'll have the details when we do the numbers.